welcome back to another episode of 1989, The Year of Change. We're Abby, Kate, and Lucia, and today we're going to be talking about Santiago, Chile, Budapest, Hungary, and East Berlin, Germany. Let's get started. First, I have a question for you, Kate. Santiago was previously communist, right? Actually, during Allende's term, Chile was a socialist country. This means that they believed in social ownership and self-management. Chile had good relations with China and were working towards a better relationship with the USSR. The United States sees socialism as a gateway to communism and therefore saw this as a threat. This led to the 1973 coup, which replaced Allende with Augusto Pinochet. With help from the United States, Chile moved away from socialism to a dictatorship. Pinochet held his role until 1989 when Chile moved into a democratic government. Wow, I didn't know that. But I'm still curious about one thing. What were some of the issues of the dictatorship? Like, what were some things that pushed your country over the edge to democracy? Pinochet's aggressive approach to gaining power set the stage for his overall rule. Over the years of his rule, Pinochet was a very brutal leader. He tortured and executed many innocent people. Many torture centers, cases of abuse, disappearances, and psychological repression were all linked to the state during the Pinochet's rule. As a result of the lack of support from the country, Pinochet slowly turned his dictatorship into a democracy. In 1989, Pinochet created a presidential election to allow the people to have a voice in the country. Overall, the lack of public support caused Pinochet to lose the 1989 election. After 1989, Chile turned into a democracy with Patricio Eluin as their new leader. Oh yeah, that reminds me of something similar to what happened in Hungary when they got rid of their communist leader, Janos Kedar. Janos Kedar gained power in 1956 during a communist revolution and remained in power until April of 1989 when he was removed from his position by the Communist Party. Communist leaders more in favor of perestroika, which is the restructuring and reforming of communism, were put into power. This eventually led to Hungary's first free elections in 1990, where the Communist Party, renamed to be the Socialist Party, only received less than 10% of the vote, leading a non-communist government to take over. That is fascinating. If I can remember correctly, after the Hungarians kicked out Yenis Kedar, weren't the borders of Hungary reopened? No, they were actually opened a month before he was removed from office. Hungary was the first Eastern Bloc country to open their borders to Western Europe by opening border crossings to Austria. 60,000 East Germans went pouring into Hungary, most probably intending to continue over into West Germany. Many Hungarians now had immigrated into Hungary in 1989, so within the recent years since Hungary has started cracking down on refugees, they were caught between whether they should help them or accept their fate and support the government's decision to remove them. Because the government decided to open their borders in 1989, the people that moved to Hungary were affected then and are still being affected now. Wow, I think it is interesting that they were open before, knowing how strict Yanis Kedar is. This actually reminds me of what happened in Berlin when the wall opened up after being closed from 1961 through 1989. That connection is intriguing, and I'm curious, what effects did the wall coming down have on the social aspects of Berlin? In order to talk about the effects of it coming down, we have to go back and look at what life was like in East Berlin while the wall was still up. At the time when the Berlin Wall was in place, many of the people were not happy being locked up for the 28 years while the wall was standing. The wall was put up overnight with no warning to the people, so once it was up, everyone inside was stuck. Being inside the wall was not the only reason that people were upset. 
but also because of the new government that was forming in their country, and that government was communism. The people in East Berlin were not only upset because they did not want to be a communist country, but also because the Soviet Union was using force to do so. It limited their freedom and took away some of the most basic human rights, such as freedom of speech, travel, free election, and many more. The people were obviously not happy, so when the Berlin Wall came down, they were very excited. There was so much excitement when it opened up that the people were climbing over parts of the wall to rejoin the rest of Berlin on the other side. Although there was lots of excitement, there was also a long journey ahead for them. The social and economic aspects of East Germany almost completely changed. That is so interesting, Abby. But I have a follow-up to Kate's question. How did the fall of the Berlin Wall affect the government there? Well, as I had briefly mentioned before, lots of basic human rights were taken away from the people when the wall went up. So when it opened back up again, there were lots of fights for reform. I know you might be wondering why they would need to fight for their rights since they were already free. But even though they might be free from the Soviet Union, they still need to replace the government. One man named Horg Schneider led reforms on freedom of speech and travel. His reforms, along with many others, pushed the country to become democratic. There was lots of motivation from these people because they had lost these rights for so long, and they were determined to get it back. Once the USSR completely fell in the early 90s, and they were officially democratic again, the people of East Berlin were finally content with their lives and finally had the freedom that they had always wished for. I think that it is great that the Germans were able to gain their freedom back. And from what I have heard from you, I think Horg Schneider did a fantastic job leading some of the major reforms at such a hard time for Germany. I also find it quite interesting that what happened to the USSR in 1989 affected countries like these all over the world. Me too, Kate. The fall of the Soviet Union had a major effect on the politics of each country, which caused all of these countries to turn away from communism. For example, more countries worldwide were adapting a perestroika government to try and restructure communism. Hungary took part in this by replacing their communist leader and opening borders to neighboring countries, which for them was a major step away from the Soviet Union and towards reformation. That sounds similar to what happened in East Berlin. Both countries stepped away from communism after having it be their lives for so many years, and it must have been hard to adjust from one style to another. While the Soviet Union began their downfall, the wall was being opened. The Soviet Union could no longer keep Germany as a satellite country, so the wall was able to be opened up, allowing Germany to finally have political freedom, so they became a democratic country, and they still are today. That's just like Chile. Prior to the USSR's fall, Chile had already changed to a dictatorship. After the Cold War ended and many citizens of Santiago were tired of the same strict and brutal government, they knew it was time for a change. A majority of the population voted against Pinochet and eventually Chile turned over to a democracy. The change in government and end of the Cold War brought economic benefits and stability to Chile. In addition to change in government, it also affected the economy and society. For example, in Hungary, when they first switched from a non-communist government to a more perestroika one, it was difficult for them to adjust to a market economy. The GDP dropped about 20% between 1990 and 1992. The consumer products rose 162% between 1989 and 1993, and the unemployment rate was 12% at the end of 1992. This sudden switch in economy 
also caused Hungary to lose almost 70% of its export markets in Central and Eastern Europe. In its early years of a new, non-communist government, Hungary suffered greatly. However, they eventually adjusted and improved their economy for the better. Yes, I noticed significant effects like this in Chile. Patrick Herdman was growing up at the time of Pinochet's dictatorship. Him and some of his friends had created a choir against Pinochet's rule. He mentioned how oppressive the country felt and the joy and happiness on the day of Eloin's presidential rally. That sounds really interesting. Would you mind sharing more? I'm especially interested in the effect that the rally had on the country. I find it interesting as well. After 17 years of Pinochet's brutal dictatorship, this presidential rally was one of the first times the country's citizens could start to see an end to the regime. Hundreds of thousands of people formed together to protest and show what they believed in. This was seen as a great win for the civilians of Chile. Political figures, police, and people from all over the country came to this rally to show that it was time for a large change in the country. Although this rally was seen to be a presidential rally for Eloin, it began to look like an anti-Pinochet rally. Kate, that is so interesting. I especially found how so many people gathered to process together to be very interesting. But going back to what Lucia said about the economy and social lives being changed, Berlin's economy actually began to improve after the Soviets' fallout, unlike Budapest. In the early 90s, many companies and services were reopened or reestablished. The economy was also stimulated by the tens of thousands of job openings from the new democratic government that was recently established. Germany was even able to begin trading and communicating with other countries once again after being blocked out for so many years. Because all of these new opportunities, the country was clearly able to thrive once again. I would assume that the country would struggle for a while after losing their support system, but I guess that was not the case in East Berlin. In Santiago, the change from a dictatorship to a democracy brought many benefits. Not only were the civilians much happier and supportive of the country, but the economy strengthened. Many benefits like a social welfare system and a reduction in poverty all contributed to the sustained economy. Wow! That is really interesting, Kate. Thank you for sharing, but we are beginning to run out of time for our segment, so we should start to wrap things up. Good thinking, Lucia. For the most part, the social aspects in each country changed greatly, and there are still effects from each today. In Budapest, Hungary, the people who came from all over Europe after Budapest's borders were opened were discriminated against then, and now some are even being caught today and are still being affected from all of that years ago. In Berlin, Germany, People are more free than they were, and they have basic human rights that they fought for in 1989, and are so glad to have them. And in Santiago, Chile, people also fought for the rights once democracy was put into place, and they are also very glad to be free. All three countries had social aspects that affected the country greatly. The economy of East Berlin and Santiago greatly improved after the fall of the Soviet Union and the removal of communism, while the economy in Budapest initially declined. After the Berlin Wall fell, East Berlin was able to trade with outside countries for the first time in a long time, making the economy skyrocket. In Chile, the economy improved as well after communism fell, mostly due to the change in government. In Budapest, however, after the fall of communism, their economy dropped for a short period of time before eventually making their way to improvement. 
All three of these countries made it to an improved economy, even though one may have had a rocky start. Santiago, East Berlin, and Budapest all had large governmental changes throughout 1989. In Budapest, Hungary, they removed their communist leader and opened their borders. In East Berlin, Germany, after the Cold War ended, the Berlin Wall was taken down and Germany left their communist government for a democratic leader. Finally, in 1973, Santiago, Chile changed from a communist leader to a dictatorship. Following a 17-year regime, Chile was restored to a democracy in 1989. All three of these countries moved away from communism in order to create non-communist free countries. I believe that we have officially run out of time for our segment. We would like to thank all of our listeners for coming in and listening to our discussion. Focusing on Santiago, Chile, East Berlin, Germany, and Budapest, Hungary, and the changes that occurred in each country in the year 1989 allowed this to be a very interesting and informative topic. Thanks again for tuning in to 1989, the year of change, and we hope to see you next time.